You're listening to the Am Writing Fantasy Podcast. In today's publishing landscape, you can reach fans all over the world. Query letters are a thing of the past. You don't even need a literary agent. There is nothing standing in the way of making a living from writing. Join two best-selling authors who have self-published more than 20 books between them. Now, on to the show with your hosts, Autumn Burt and Jasper Schmidt. Hello, I'm Jasper. And I'm Autumn. This is episode 91 of the Am Writing Fantasy Podcast. And you probably mm-hmm. come across the advice to write every day many, many times before. That's something we've all heard. There are also those who say that you should have a daily word count. But is it so? We are going to reflect on that topic today uh, and discuss daily word counts. I'm looking forward to it because this was, even though I do this podcast, topic was coming up. Unrelated to that, I recently had some very deep reflection on word counts and how it affected my writing. And I think it does. So I look forward to when we get into the topics. But first, the odyssey of your house selling and your life. How are things over in Denmark? (laughs) <laughs> oh, it's it's good. It's good. By the way, I think it's the first time I, I've heard somebody say deep reflections about word count. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard that <laughs> sentence said before. <laughs> I, I love being original, so that's great. <laughs> yeah, no, no, everything is good over here. Uh, n- nothing new to report on the house selling front. <sighs> um, the, we're still waiting for those other people to sell their own place first, so... God knows when that'll happen, but hopefully, I still, fingers crossed, still hope that it won't take too long, but who knows. Yes, hopefully this is not as long as the Odyssey was, and you don't have a (laughs) 10-year wait. All right, we're waiting patiently. (laughs) Yeah, but actually, I was thinking it's it's been a bit of a while since I told one of my referee stories. Oh, excellent. and considering how bad things turned out uh, two oh, weeks no. ago, I, I was thinking that maybe I, maybe it was a good story for today. Oh, perfect. <laughs> I would love to hear it. <laughs> yeah, well, things just go crazy sometimes with these yeah. matches. And, uh, oh, no. I had, uh, I had a match two weeks ago, uh, which it was played with, uh, you know, much intensity. And uh, it was pretty physical as well, you know, in the sense that they were, they were tackling, tackling each other pretty hard and uh well i also had to issue a few yellow cards uh, and so oh on my that, that's gosh. that's what happens right but so we play 90 minutes in a soccer match and uh by the 80th minute the home team had been in the lead with one to nil for almost the entire match i think they scored like after 10 minutes or something like wow. that so so basically we had 10 minutes to go and they had been leading one nil all the way through and with oh basically gosh. in control of the match as such um but then in the last 10 minutes the away team equalized oh it's just getting exciting uh, yeah and then of course uh intensity rose quite a lot uh (laughs) and um we got into overtime so that's within the last two minutes of the game where it's still 1-1 and then within those last two minutes i uh, awarded the penalty kick to the away team oh and uh <laughs> yeah you can imagine how upset the home team got oh yeah this <laughs> so is they tough. were 
extremely angry. They were complaining and yelling, and uh, you know the spectators on the sidelines were not very happy either. Oh, and they gosh. probably felt that it was an unfair ruling. But I still stand by the fact that there was a penalty kick, so that was uh, awarded. Uh-huh. And um, and especially you now, you know, when you give a penalty kick in the last dying minutes of a match, it 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 will determine the winner in this case, right? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. obviously the emotions are running high now um and the away team scored oh no and uh shortly after that i blew the whistle and ended the match so the away team actually won after having been behind almost all the way through oh my and gosh. Uh, there was a lot of angry faces and shouting and all that kind of thing going on and then you know, afterwards, the teams convene at the center of the pitch, and which is customary as per fair play rules of the game, that you convene at the center to just say thank you for the match to the other team. Uh, and, of course, that didn't go too well because they were pretty angry. Oh, no. And uh, I was sort of standing there and, you know, looking at some players who were standing in front of me just because they were not too friendly. So I mm-hmm. just wanted to make sure that everything was okay. And then behind me, I all of a sudden hear a lot of commotion. And I turn around and basically there's a fight breaking out. Oh, no. And I was like, what the? And then I rush over there and uh, one of the team coaches also rushes over there and we get the party split apart and separated them. And at this point in time, I think that the whole thing is probably because of the frustration that has been built up from losing Mm -hmm. the game, right? So, yeah, we just separate them and well, go off to our different uh, locker rooms and uh, try to keep them separated, right? So, and then with this particular place where, we, where we're playing the game, the locker rooms is, is further away from the actual field of play, so you have to walk for a while. So I went up there, and then when I got up there, then the away team came to me and said, hey, do you know that the home team player just kicked our guy in the stomach? Oh, my goodness. And I was like, what? He did what? I said, yeah, yeah, they, he kicked it. And then they called the player out and he pulled up his jersey to show me. And you could just see on his stomach like a clear boot boot imprint oh, on his stomach. No. And the, the skin was all colored red, you know, and there was even a little bit of bleeding at the bottom where one of the studs from the boot had made <gasps> this impact. It's like, wow. can, can you believe that? No, that's not appropriate. <laughs> no, it's just like, I mean... What is going on? What are some people thinking? I, I don't get it. No, especially, I mean, they know fair play. It's frustrating, but, you know, go hit a punching bag. Life isn't fair, and that's just the way the rules went. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I just don't understand. I mean, well, we've seen also professional players do stupid things, and uh, even in the World Cup final, you know, the French captain Sinedin Sedan many years ago he headbutted another player oh. and was shown a red card in the middle of the World Cup <laughs> final so oh it happens goodness. there as well right and not that it's in any excuse right I mean violence is never okay but I can see how you know if you're playing for a lot of money or a very high prestige I can sort of understand not that violence is okay in any way but I can understand the emotions might get high right right but here we're talking like an amateur league match. Like, it doesn't really matter if you no. win or lose. I mean, well, of course it does to your honor, but nobody's going to win any money or nobody's going to, 
you know, all of a sudden get it, get into the major leagues because you win or lose this match. So it, in that sense, it doesn't matter, right? No. It, I just, I don't know. I, I just don't get it. Sometimes people, weird. <laughs> yeah. I oh, I, uh, yeah. It's what I used to tell my employees when I had a, a field office and I was the boss. And I would tell them, look, you can tell me anything unless it's life, death or world peace. I'm not going to get worked up. Just just tell me. I, I totally am way too calm, I think, about things. But those are my three points. Unless it's life and death or world peace, I ain't going to get excited. So it's fine. Just just tell me. So I, I don't get these players either, unfortunately. No. So that was my referee story. Uh, um, I oh, think sometimes when crazy things happen, then uh, usually people like to hear my stories, but yes. I don't know if the listeners do. If they don't, then let us know if you don't like my stories. But uh, otherwise, I'll assume that you like them because normally when we at like family parties or dinner things or whatever, people usually like to hear those stories. Oh, yes. I think it's very entertaining. So hopefully they like it too, because I don't want you to stop. Otherwise, we'll have to talk more offline. <laughs> I guess so, yeah. But how are things with you then? Good. I am still, I think I'm in week week three of on my own and being a single parent to my small dogs, but things are no. good. Yeah. Uh, husband is finally turning, turning back towards the east. So I expect to see him within the next 10 days or so. 10 he's, days. He's got a <laughs> 2,000 plus miles to try out to drive back um, through COVID. You know, it, this is his own odyssey. You can write a whole <laughs> novel on just this little trip um, through everything. So I'm looking forward to it. And it's nice to know he's getting a little bit closer every single day, but definitely been just getting my work done. But I did realize because getting work done, I finally updated my website, which means I added the books we just published this summer to my website, which oh. was excellent. And you know, this whole time, I thought those books were 17, 18, and 19. And the book I'm writing now, the series I'm writing now, is 20, 21, and 22. And I was kind of thinking, oh my gosh, my 20th book. I am so excited. I'm going to break out the good scotch. I'm going to have a, a little, you know, party. And it'll be, you know, if it's virtual, I'm so excited to think when I release book 20. And guess what I realized when I counted up the books on my website? That you were already above 20. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the books we published this summer, 18, 19, and 20. I'm like, what? We thought I've got 20 books. You missed it. And I didn't even know. Oh, I can't believe I miscounted my own books. That's embarrassing. <laughs> I mean, I know I'm kind of low key and calm, but I thought I knew how to count. Well, yeah. Well, it's been many years since you and I went to school, so maybe we forgot how to count. Yes. So anyway, at least I know the book. I have book 21 written. I'm working on 22, and 23 is slowly coming together and plotting. But just fine. When I release it, I'll party anyway. <laughs> yes, you should. <laughs> A week on the internet with the Am Writing Fantasy Podcast. So last week, I set up a very special giveaway on Patreon. And uh, I'm thinking maybe you could start out, Autumn, by just explaining how far we come with the world building course, because then I will cover how that actually ties into the giveaway <laughs> that I want to mention. That sounds good. 
all the modules are recorded. I don't know if anyone follows me on Instagram. They probably saw the post that showed, hey, this isn't a writing post. This is a something else on my computer as I uploaded the final modules. <laughs> and also, I did celebrate that. I at least danced around the cabin to some music and had some rum. So, you know, I, parties did ensue. But <laughs> it's been such a journey working on this course to finally have the modules recorded. And as we speak, well, not right now, but this week, I have been working on getting the website built and that's over half done. So we are so close to having this full course finally at long last complete. Finally, it's like two years later or something. <laughs> we've been off. Uh, we've been off a world. It, it took a lot longer than seven days, but it's, it's amazing what is in this course. And it does always astound me when I look through everything as I've been doing while uploading all the videos. So it's, uh, it is very exciting to see it come together. And it's such an awesome course. Yeah, so more on that course in the future. But why I wanted to get Autumn to just say all that was, was <laughs> to explain the special giveaway that we are going to run on Patreon. So we've decided to give away a golden ticket to the world building course, meaning that there is a chance to win completely free access. To is, what's really exciting about this is that it's going to be a limited release. So this is really a golden ticket. This is like exclusive, exclusive. Not every, This is not going to be a wide open entrance either it's going to be gated so this is really really a golden ticket yeah exactly because we would like to basically give access to just a few people at first to the course because we want to well both hear their feedback and such but we also would like to get some testimonials from from those people that we give access to in the beginning so there is a chance that you can become a part of that exclusive team for free but there is more because we always have to sweeten the deal, right? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Everyone's got to win. We are so nice that way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because the golden ticket is a draw, meaning that only one person will win. But we are going to give something to everyone. And that also includes all our existing Patreon supporters because, yeah, we just appreciate you guys and girls so much. So oh, yeah. we're going to give everybody something. Um. So basically, everyone who signs up to become a Patreon supporter and everyone who is already a supporter will be given access to either, well, it could be a free video course module or perhaps we're going to run it as a webinar and then record it. We haven't quite made up our mind on that. But what it will be about is what we call the reader's journey. Yes. So this is basically how you can use paid advertising to warm up your audience over several different steps and uh, then hopefully of course get them to buy something at you. <laughs> that's right i think so it's such a cool webinar topic as well and it's yeah everyone will benefit from that so this is be excellent and you know we still have to work out a few of the kinks but i know we will yeah so every patreon supporter new or old will get access to to that uh, video course module or webinar whatever if we decide one or the other, but you'll get that for free. So if that sounds good to you, you can just follow the link to Patreon in the show notes. It might not say anything about the special giveaway just yet, but as I just explained, all existing patrons will automatically be part of the giveaway. So 
If you want to make sure you don't forget about it, then <laughs> head on over and sign up right away. For as little as a dollar, you can uh, be part of this giveaway. So I would say that's a pretty good deal, wouldn't you? Autumn? Yeah, I was gonna say if you could win this course on a dollar, holy crap, that would be a, such a wonderful deal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm quite jealous. I just want to receive it and not have to have built it, but that's okay. It'll be fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Anything else before we move into today's topic? No. Otherwise, I just wanted to say that the M Writing Fantasy Group on Facebook has been not only very active, but so is a part of I noticed that uh, we had a new member who asked a question about, you know, is it really possible to have a life and a job you actually enjoy and kids and also still write? And the last I checked was over 93 comments. And I know one wow, of one, yeah, one of his was just like, I can't believe how, you know, amazingly supportive you guys are. So that is just Oh, I, want to, I wish I could hug everyone there as well. That's, of course, COVID safely. So, but I just think that is just wonderful to see such encouragement among fellow fantasy authors. So if anyone else is looking for that type of support, come join us on Facebook. It actually does exist on Facebook. And on to today's topic. Okay, Autumn, I was thinking I could start us out by two quotes from famous writers Ooh. to sort of set the scene a bit here. Excellent. And, uh, yeah, and then maybe we can use that as a springboard to reflect upon today's topics. Sounds perfect. I love it when you do the homework. Fantastic. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty good at that sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so let me start out with the first one is from Anne Rice. Uh, and I just like Anne Rice so much and I love her books, especially the vampire ones. <laughs> But uh, So it goes like this, quote, Writing is what makes a writer, nothing more and nothing less. Go where the pleasure is in your writing. Go where the pain is. Write the book you would like to read. Write the book you have been trying to find but have not found. But write. And remember, there are no rules for our profession. Ignore rules. End quote. <laughs> Ooh, I love Anne Rice. That is a wonderful quote. I think that's a good one. Let me yeah. just do the second one and then All we can right. just maybe do our reflections on these quotes here mm -hmm. afterwards. So the second one is from the all famous Stephen King. Ah. So he says, quote, I like to get 10 pages a day, which amounts to 2,000 words. That's 180,000 words over a three-month span, a goodish length for a book. End quote. And, very, uh, very in Stephen his book, King. Uh, on, yeah, and he, in his book on writing, Stephen King continues to give the advice that new writers should write 1,000 words every day with one rest day per week. Oh. What do you think about these quotes here, Autumn? I loved how you got like totally opposite ends. You have Anne Rice saying, write you know, what is in your soul, what it is that you are passionate about. And it doesn't matter how long it takes the journey to get there. And then you have Stephen King of <laughs> very succinctly saying, basically write 10 pages, a thousand words a day, just do it. Doesn't matter what. So those are, <laughs> that's definitely even what I've been thinking about re recently. I mean, I am a big proponent of I goals, having goals. I try to do weekly goals, but I have recently, now that I have Scrivener and it lets you put in a daily word count goal, I've adjusted to that. So my, my weekly goal has gone to a daily writing goal. 
and I I've noticed a change in my writing that I've only recently I think finally managed to adjust back to where I wanted it and that's been a long journey of 20 books to get mm. back to there so I think I think just what Anne Rice said to me is that's the true model there are no rules to this there are things you can try out and try on for size but you need to do so to see if they fit and they might not fit. And you have to be willing to try something else. If it doesn't, if you find out it's been a little too tight, a little too loose, just not your style. Yeah. But you know, I also actually saw some overlap between the two quotes here, even though they are different. Um, Because I think Anne Rice is also saying that writing is what makes a writer. Mm -hmm. I mean, it goes without saying that if we don't write, well, we, well, I, I guess this could be argued as well. But if we don't write, we're not going to publish anything. And if we don't publish anything, then, well, I guess we could discuss that. But what are we then, you know? Yeah. Is if you're just writing as a hobby, hmm. are you then a writer? Or does it? do you have to publish that? I know that's a completely different yeah. rabbit hole and I don't want to go there right now. But, it's a whole different podcast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, nothing that is not that there's anything wrong with either or, but uh, of course, if if you want to make an income, at least we could say, then you have to write and you have to continue to write, and that's the same thing Stephen King says, right? He has says that you have to write um, in order to to become a writer or be a writer. Um, but I'm thinking then the fact that he wants new writers to set a daily word count. I I, I like the part at least about that, that where it sort of forces them to set a goal and strive to achieve that goal. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's important uh, because at the end of the day, uh, a lot of this is also about building up a habit of writing. And if having a daily word count is what helps you build up a habit of writing, then I think that's a pretty good thing. Definitely. I mean, definitely. But to me, it's the thousand words a day. Um, I mean, that's, that is actually my daily goal in Scrivener. And usually I'm, you know, there's days I'm blasting past it. And it's like, well, especially if I've woken up at 4am and because my characters are talking to me, I can have a thousand words done before 8am, not a problem. But there's days, you know, that I'm not, there's times there's, I've actually realized to me, it's important to map out your productivity, not only in your times of like, when are you most productive and most creative during the day? But when are you the most verbose? When are you really, like, the story is just gelling and you can churn out 3,000 words if you can sit down for enough time? And when are there times that your book is maybe, you know, if you're pushing 250 words and you're doing a bit of plotting, that's perfect. And I've written enough books now that I know my scale. I know my graph of when I'm going to have my word count go up, when it's not going to be that much, when plotting is more important. So a thousand words as a newbie is heavy. Yeah, that's a lot. I think, you know, if you're starting out and you're just trying to make a goal, you know, 250, 100, you just, you have to write. You do have to write, even if it's a sentence. I know there's been times in my life and that's why I liked having a a weekly goal where I knew because I was a manager, I had a field office, I had nighttime meetings, I would have to be in early, I'd be out in the field, I'd be reprimanding people, whatever. If I got a sentence down, I was like, yes, I scored today. I got seven words out. And there were times that, you know, Saturday morning, it was quiet. I had three hours. Off you go. It, that was fine. So 
Ah, yeah, I just can't agree. I love Stephen King. I used to live in Maine. Um, I used to joke he's my neighbor, but he was never my neighbor. But a thousand words is a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot for a newbie. I think that's kind of tough. Yeah, and I, I think as well as an alternative to word count, just to maybe add that on to it, is you could also look at word or, or time slots instead of word counts. Mm-hmm. Um I I have worked with word counts, but I've also worked with time slots. <clears throat> and for example, if you are maybe you're very busy, like mm-hmm. like you were just saying, you could also be that you're one of those people who just get really distracted by the internet. <laughs> so every time you sit at the computer, it's like, oh, look at that YouTube video. <laughs> that looks interesting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that could also be the case, right? But right. no matter what it is, uh, rather than maybe word count, you you could say, how much time can I dedicate a day to writing? Right. And if that's 15 minutes, fine. If it's 30 minutes, better. But whatever you can devote, mm-hmm. devote that time and say, okay, I'm going to write there. And I don't know if you need to pull out the uh, cable to the internet router, then do that <laughs> <laughs> during that <laughs> slot. Turn your computer off Wi-Fi mode. Yes. <laughs> yeah, something. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but And then just write whatever you can. If, if you get 50 words, then you got 50 words. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. You know, uh, I think we just need to be careful not to get too hung up on, yeah, I need to write a thousand words a day. And especially when when we're just starting out, because it's you so easily get into self-blame and guilting yes. yourself for not achieving what you wanted to achieve. And then, well, I guess I should write 2,000 words tomorrow then. And mm. then you're even more stressed. So yes. I don't know. Like... Well, like, like we said just a moment ago, right? It, it, I think it's about building up the habit of writing. And however you do that, it doesn't necessarily have to be with a word count. I don't, yeah. I don't think so. I agree. I mean, to me, I think the most important part is just setting aside time, writing time. I mean, when I had the full-time job, I would... It was when I you know, came home, greeted my husband, got tea, and I would write. I would have 45 minutes. I would have, even now, when it's the morning and things are going well, no matter what time I got up, that time is flexible. But there's a certain point where it's like, okay, I have got to go have breakfast. I've got to put this away. I've got other things to do today. And that is my cutoff time. And I think that's important. And another version I used to, it's like world, word count, but if you're, if you're a little softer, chapter count. I used to have a, just a chapter count, like maybe three chapters a week. It didn't matter how I filled that in during my writing time. But as if I hit that goal, it seemed a little bit easier to have a week-long goal and a set time and to just try for it because it's it was um, it was pretty easy. And I always tried to make it achievable. And I think figuring out what is achievable for you to put some side of time, you know, some time aside every day, maybe a day off. I kind of like that with Stephen King. That's kind of cute. I don't think I, I, I try not to take a day off no matter what, even my days <laughs> off, I'm still writing in the morning. I don't care. But it's, it's a good thing to figure out what is an achievable word count for you. Some people, I know one woman who's writing 5,000 words a day. I know some people, if they're happy, they can get a page. So 250 words a day. It shows progress. Keeping progress going is, is really the idea. Do Sitting down and doing it is the idea. But you're going to have to write and experiment and find out what fits your life so that you're not the hermit locked in the study, never seeing your family and 
you know, that's not a good feeling either. Just to hit a goal for something that you should feel passionate about, you shouldn't be missing life because you want to write a thousand words today. You should also get to walk the dog, you know, something, spend time with your family. That's why you have them. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the chapter goal that you mentioned, that's actually how I do it nowadays. Um, well, first of all, I don't have daily word counts anymore because, mm. <laughs> well, bet- between the I'm writing fantasy podcast, recording here, doing courses <laughs> and all kinds of other things, it's I, I don't write every day. Uh, I work every day on our business, but mm-hmm. it's different things. Sometimes I'm, you know, course building or today we're recording podcasts and I've been preparing some slides for for one of our courses as well this uh, morning. So I'm always working on our business and the, the author parts of my life. Mm-hmm. But I just don't... Well, in the beginning when I wrote my first novel, I actually had a daily word count set in Scrivener. Yeah. I think, if I remember correctly, I think it might have been 1,200 words or something wow. like that. That's pretty impressive. Uh, yeah, well, I got up at 4.30 in the morning and, and wrote for a couple of hours. <laughs> and I did that nice. for like two years or something. Um, so it's doable. Uh, <laughs> but of course, I, I fully agree with what you say. You have to you have to think about something that works for you. Mm-hmm. If, if you feel like it's slave labor to do your writing every day because you set so tough goals on yourself, then you're going to burn out on it. So yeah. it, that is not worth it. Uh, but I quite, I kind, for myself at least, I like to just set myself some goals, you know, and, and then work towards those. For example, I could say, indeed, this week I'm going to, or every week I'm going to complete three chapters, for example. Mm-hmm. And then I also know my creative work I have to do in the first half of the day. Usually I prefer to do them in the morning mm-hmm. because then I'm, I can do my creative work there. Whereas in the afternoon, or, uh, well, I guess almost just after lunchtime, <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, I'm already a bit tired. But all the marketing stuff, uh, you know, I can, I can do that on, on autopilot almost. Mm-hmm. So I can do that easily in the afternoon, whereas the creative work I have to do in the morning. So I, I just think the main thing is that you get your butt in the seat and you yeah. put your fingers on the keyboard and you you get productive. But how you do that, if you do that via daily word count or if you do it with more like weekly goals, more like I do, or we, well, we also like our to-do lists. Don't yes, we we, you and I are like on to-do lists, which is awesome because it makes life easier. But yeah, yeah you know, but even adding, you know, for me, sometimes I used to have just a little um, note on my iPad back when I was writing on an iPad with an external keyboard. And it would just be like, you know, just a little checkbox, three chapters this week. And that was my reminder. And that's all I needed to remind myself that this is something, you know, you need to do, you need to take seriously, because sometimes putting it on your to do list is sometimes it's, you know, going on social media and saying, I'm going to do this, whatever it takes to give you maybe that pressure if you need it, but you also can't give yourself so much pressure that you hate it, but you also need to be responsible and not spend all your time on social media saying how much you should be writing. That's, that's too much of a cliche. Don't do that. Yeah. I think to some degree we could compare to, you know, if let's say you want to build your muscles and and you sign up for a gym membership and then you only go to the gym once a week. I mean, well, that's good. It's better than zero, right? Mm-hmm. But you're oh, not yeah. going to build up your muscles. No. <laughs> not for one time a week. No. You have to be much more consistent. And and 
writing is a muscle in in exactly the same way that you have to repeatedly exercise your writing skills and then you will become better but you do not become better by let's say writing half an hour every friday morning for example that's not it's just not enough no um but at the same time it's sort of this balance you have to walk right because on one hand it shouldn't be so much that you get stressed out about it and and it feels overwhelming but on the other hand it cannot be so let's say rare (laughs) and i i in this case i categorize one time a week as rare but it cannot be that rare as well that you don't build up that momentum and and you get to learn right so that's correct yeah well at least in the beginning that's that might be difficult but you have to maybe you could just watch one netflix show less a day or something (laughs) something i mean i remember that was advice um recently i remember giving to an author that you know they said they only like to write when they're inspired i think that's that's great inspiration is a wonderful thing but i think we use using the same terms you were just doing writing is a muscle so if you only wait till you're inspired you're always going to be basically a little flabby but if you are exercising if you're proficient in it and that inspiration hits how much further are you going to be how much more how much better is what you're going to write going to be when you're inspired if you made it through those bits that are uninspiring and in any novel, in any novella, even a short story, you're going to hit stretches where you're like, oh, geez, <laughs> you know, I just, you got to sit down and just simply push through. And that is an important thing. But yeah, exactly. If you're not exercising it, if you cannot make use of that energy when it comes so that you can channel it and create something big and really boost yourself towards an end goal, then you're just, you're not always going to be kind of just churning along. And at least you hopefully you'll be churning, but it'll be a very slow pace and it'll be so much easier to have their steam run out and you'll never get to that end goal. Yeah. And I, I'm just sitting here thinking that, uh, Maybe we should say what people don't want to hear as well. (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. Hmm. That they have to have a goal that they have to be writing every day or. Well, it's just like, you know, if, if you want to take your writing serious, Mm -hmm. you, you kind of come up with excuses like I don't feel inspired today. So I'm not going to, I mean, writing is, and and I, this is the part that nobody wants to hear, right? If if you want to be serious about it, it is a job. It is. A- and you cannot turn up to your day job, for example, and tell your manager, "I don't feel inspired today, so I'll come back tomorrow." <laughs> I mean, you can't. That's not how it works. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think you'll last very long in that company <laughs> if you Probably do that. Not. But the point is just that, like any job, you will have times during your writing where it feels a bit like I know it's a bit tough going today I don't really feel like it but you just have to push through it yeah um for me especially in the middle of a novel that's where I find it hardest yeah because the exciting beginnings are over with and I'm looking forward to get to the ending where a lot of and then the middle is a bit bit like okay there's still a long way to go but I already feel like I've been at it for a long time (laughs) as well right so right it, it's the toughest part. I guess it's like when you run a marathon. I could guess in the. I've not tried that, but I could guess in the middle. You're also a bit like, oh my god, there's a long way yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I think it's funny because um, we've had a conversation with between even you and Jade. You both had said book two was the hardest, and the middle is the hardest to write. And to me, yeah. 
it's the beginning, the first book and the first third of a book. That's when my word count is lower. I'm spending a lot more time plotting and outlining, even though I think I have it plotted, I realize I don't have it plotted. And I'm so, you know, it's 50-50 writing and plotting and coming up with ideas. But once I hit, like, I just hit chapter 10 in what I'm writing now, and it's it's fine. It's, you know, I, I don't even notice the word count goal, except to say like, oh, I passed it already. So <laughs> I probably should yeah. up it, but it's just, I, I don't bother. To me, it's nice to have something standard and see how much higher I can get. And then there's days that I don't, something happens and I don't quite make it. But I did notice that um, word count, having a word count has affected some of my writing, but you had something to say. So I'll let you go first. No, it was just an annoying comment that I thought about. I was just about to say, <laughs> if only you had written a guidebook on how to plot a beginning of a novel, Autumn, then you oh. could read that guidebook and, and you wouldn't have that problem anymore. <laughs> I know, wouldn't that be funny? I do, I do. I just a little bit more of a hybrid when I'm on my own. <laughs> I know. <laughs> once once the characters start talking to me, like I said this last week, I've been up at 4, 4.30 and 5.30 on three different days. The day in between, I would always like hit sleep in till 6 30 but the other days i just you know the characters are actually talking in my head and i'm like i'm getting up i'm, I'm gonna go right i don't care that it's 4 a.m um i'm alone in my cabin and i just have the dog who's like i ain't getting up now so <laughs> i just go downstairs and have a lot of tea that day and get through it and then sleep the next day and then still just keep going so the novel's going incredibly well but i did notice that I do think having a word count goal that I've now started pretty much ignoring is a good thing that I'm ignoring it because I think I'm very task oriented and I know that about myself. I just, I like finishing tasks just for the sake of finishing a task and marking it off. And that's all the only reward I really need, except for forcing myself occasionally to have a celebration when I hit a milestone. But I've noticed that sometimes just trying to reach that goal that I will, I will, I'll put my butt in the sh chair and I will sit down and I will write even when it's not going well. And my writing was lacking something that recently I managed to get back where instead of just racing through themes to get scenes to get, you know, the chapter gun hit my goal, whatever it is, just trying to get everything done. I'm kind of relaxing into it. And it reminds me of writing my first book when I, didn't know anything and I didn't care about when I finished it. I was just writing because I love words. I love words so much. I love wordplay. I love literature. And so I'm just enjoying using words and developing these scenes and really spending time with my characters. And that's, you know, they're getting me up at 4 a.m. So I'm obviously spending a lot of time with them. And by doing that, by allowing myself to slow down and settle into these scenes, I've had to add a couple of extra chapters that I hadn't planned on because scenes are taking a little longer, but they have so much more depth, so much more impact, so much more character development. And I also realized I looked down at my word count. And I'm like, holy crap, you know, I'm at 2,300, 2,500 words. I've got to start thinking, you know, is this a chapter break coming up? I'm zooming past my word count goals by almost ignoring them by doing what feels right by following Anne Rice's advice and just doing it for the sheer love of what I'm writing and that feels pretty darn good <laughs> yeah and don't you think as well I mean at least I've noticed as uh, you know those times where I just kind of push through even though I, on that day I might not feel like it mm -hmm. 
I noticed that when I come back to that writing a day or two or three later, mm -hmm. it is not bad at all. Oh, it, it's just when you're in the moment there, it feels like, oh, I'm not in the mood. I'm not inspired. It, it doesn't gel with me today. This is bad writing. And then when you when I come back to it, it's no, it's not. It's actually pretty good. Yeah, it's usually I, when I do my content edit, you know, I can usually see those chapters where I push through and I'll write myself a note like, you know, add more description or add this, whatever is missing. But it's usually decent. I mean, it's not like I'm ever cutting it from the novel because I am enough of a plotter that I know it needs to be there. It just might need to be added to, developed a little bit more. But it, if you don't do it, if you don't put those words down, even on the bad days, you have nothing to edit. So just put the words down. They're not going to be as bad as you think. If you're a plotter, at least you know they're supposed to be there. You'll just have to add in maybe some more adjectives or some more dialogue. Just bring out the bring out the you know take off the roughness and bring out the shine and it's there it is there even on the bad days because you've been exercising your writing muscle you know what you're doing you're proficient at it even on the bad days you're still at least hitting the above average and on the awesome days you know what you're you're up there with the best of them and that feels really good <laughs> yeah so I think I've sort of have arrived at a takeaway from this whole conversation. But I don't know if you're ready for that yet. Yes, I think, well, we're hitting our mark. So I, th I feel ready for having you boil this whole 40 minutes down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think above everything else, I think this is really comes down to is don't give up. Yeah. You know, if 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 setting a daily word count works for you, then set a daily word count. <laughs> If you don't have time to write a thousand words every day, start smaller. No. Perhaps you can do 300 words a day because 300 words, that's still a 100,000 word fantasy novel in about a year. Yeah. So and you might I don't know. I, yeah, yeah. But I just, I really want to push back on the whole, you know, if you want to be successful, you have to write all the time and release a, a novel every month. Like it is... That sort of thing goes around, you know. It, yes, it, I've yes. heard it multiple times, and I, do, I don't like it. No, I don't like it either. I mean, it's been... I mean, we've obviously just released three nonfiction books, but since I haven't released a fantasy novel in over a year, and what I released last year were two novellas to two new, new series uh, that I'm only just writing. I won't release the trilogy until it's it's completely written. So... You know, readers are still following me. I'm still getting encouragement. They're responding to my emails. I get emails normally daily. So it's, they haven't gone away. You don't have to release a novel a year. You just have to be communicative and sharing and let them be on the journey with you because a good novel might take a year. It might take six months. You'll figure it out once you hit your stride. But I yeah, agree. I mean, just keep going. Yeah. Don't give up. Yeah, I'm com I'm also completely on board with. Uh, it's been a while, but I heard at some point Joanna Penn said that uh, that the whole model about rapid releasing and releasing a new novel every month. She just said, you know, I'm not gonna even gonna try to get onto that treadmill because I don't want to be there. No, oh, it's exhausting. And, and I really like that because it's it's like there are so many people getting stressed out by the high pressure that they hear on social media mm -hmm. and. Maybe also, I don't know, maybe also on podcasts or maybe other authors giving advice that, yeah, yeah, just make sure you write enough books and you release stuff all the time. Then, you know, the algorithm on Amazon will favor you. And, and while there's truth to that, it doesn't 
just doesn't bring any good if, if you feel so much pressure that you have to write every day that all your love for writing goes away because it's it just becomes one big slog, right? You know, oh, I have to write 10,000 words every day because otherwise I can't keep up with the with the competition. And I no. I just like the, I'm just going to ignore that treadmill altogether kind of attitude that Joanna Penn had there. I agree. I think uh, as much as I tried for a little while to be a little faster, but now that I think you lose finding your author voice if you don't give yourself some time to mature and find your author voice and find your passion for it. I mean, you should write every day, but you should also take the time to find out what it is you write and why it is you write and what you're passionate about writing. And you want to be, you don't want to, you want to be Neil Gaiman. You want to be known for what you write, not that you write a book a month. So think about what it is that you want to be known for. Is it is it a book a month that you're the author who always gets a book a month, no matter what you're turning out? Or is it the fact that you've created something that is, you know, Neil Gaiman-ish? I don't know how long it takes him to write a book, but I know he's not worried about getting it out in the next month. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, I guess to some extent we can't compare. George R. R. Martin is uh, probably the most <laughs> famous example of all of this, right? But... I wasn't going to go there, but yeah. No, but uh, <laughs> I can't help myself, you know. Oh, I but, know. Uh, but no, we might we not hit that category, but it's still... No, we can't compare with that either because, no. you know, these guys have so much money that they, <laughs> they don't even have to write if they don't want to, right? But the, for the rest of us uh, mortal people, <laughs> we, we have to think about this kind of thing. But above all, I think long-term view, that's what you need to take instead. You know, make sure you prioritize writing, but please don't let it take over your life. So, all right, next Monday, I should have a very interesting interview lined up for you. And I can say that it involves world building in part, at least. Huh. That's always a good If you topic. like what you just heard, there's a few things you can do to support the Am Writing Fantasy Podcast. Please tell a fellow author about the show and visit us at Apple Podcasts and leave a rating and review. You can also join Autumn and Jasper on Patreon.com slash AmWritingFantasy. For as little as a dollar a month, you'll get awesome rewards and keep the Am Writing Fantasy podcast going. Stay safe out there and see you next Monday. <laughs>